Hello? Hey. Hey, Tia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So this is Ivanya Chronicles. And normally our podcast is different tidbits about the business. But today I have a very special guest. Inviting more guests to join in so that you're not only getting my on the fashion and retail and tech and other business owners as well, their perspective and insight on how they have built their businesses and any nuggets that they can share that you can apply to your own journey as an entrepreneur or getting started in this entrepreneurship journey in the fashion and retail industry. So introduce yourself to us. Um, about you, your company, and your background story, and how you got started, and then of course we'll get into what you want to share about your business. Sure. So, hey everyone, my name is Tia Robinson. I am the CEO and founder of Vertical Active Wear, which is a slow fashion brand for women that's made on demand. We are size inclusive. We make active wear in sizes extra small to five XL made out of recycled um, materials, um, as well as recycled packaging. And essentially what we do is we cut, sew, and ship your product directly to you in 10 to 14 business days as a way to combat overproduction, which is having a negative effect on our environment because we are creating way too many garments. And if they don't sell, they often end up in landfills or they end up um, being burned, which negatively have an impact on our environment. So vertical is a, a sustainable option for folks who want to make sure that the clothes that they're wearing align with their values um, in terms of wellness, sustainability, being eco-friendly. So that's a little bit about vertical. And then a little bit about me um, and how I got started. So my background is... <clears throat> I'm a certified uh, meditation coach and instructor. And so I've been meditating for over 15 years now. And so mindfulness is a part of my life and my day to day. And um, I actually got started in meditation because I was dealing with stress and burnout. And um, I found that meditation and working out were two ways to be able to help to deal with that. And so in one direction, I was learning about meditation and completely fell in love with it. And then the next direction I was taking was working out and doing various different forms of fitness, like pole, yoga, bar, dance. And so like my world's kind of uh, collided in terms of like mindfulness and being active. And I had the idea to start vertical active wear um, because of where I was at in life. But as I got deeper into my practice in terms of meditation and mindfulness and just being aware of <clears throat> how I wanted to show up in the world, it definitely made sense for me to start to look at ways of being more environmentally friendly in terms of producing an activewear line. And so we launched in 2018, um, really focusing on um, small batch uh, production. And then in 2020, we launched with a full sustainability um, platform and it being a part of our pillars and the fabric of who Vertical is now. So 
that's a little bit about me and how I got started and about the brand. Um, that um, it's always great to hear other people's story because everyone's journey as an entrepreneur in whatever industry is just always different. There's some similarities, but everybody got their start so many different ways and backgrounds from and how they um, evolved and how that, of course, factors into the brand that they're building, their values and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I love that. Um, yeah. And so. This podcast really um, with the Closet Chronicles, as I always stress to my listeners, is really being able to get a little deeper, a little more in-depth than what you can just do and G Live or a post on Instagram or even a blog post where you can have a conversation and hear more about the different ways that people are building business. Because we all know social media is a highlight reel, so you don't really see, as I call it, the grind behind the glam. You're saying, oh, the cute picture that we posted, like, um, yesterday, after, I think I worked, I don't know, 14-hour day. Um, I was filming content for August, and it was just hauling the suitcase full of clothes and shoes and tripods <laughs> and lights, dragging it all down to uh, the set, having the assistant, the doggone stand to capture the whole look and the lighting, the bad. It's just so much. And it was like five hours of filming content. I like I didn't film as much as I wanted to, but it's just a lot. And I ended it with taking a cute picture and putting it on the ground. But it was like, I was wore out. And then I still had to come home and do more work. So with this podcast, I'm always trying to get beyond what we see and just the short, oh, how's everything going? Oh, it's great. We're busy. But it's like, what are you doing? Like, what is actually doing the work? What does that look like in real because I'm like, you know, in real life, the work looks like a lot of spreadsheets sometimes. Talking to my accountant about my budget. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, she did ask me about the out of lobster, but that's another story I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> um, she was like, you're making more money, which is good, but it looks like you're spending more money. And what is all this eating out that you've been doing? Uh, networking. Like, uh, but you know we need people to keep us accountable so yes you know yes. it just told her was a mistake we didn't we didn't mean to uh, i did tell like okay well you know i took i treated you to birthday dinner keisha tijuana and all those i put as vendor because y'all are my friends but y'all are also vendors that i work with she was like yeah. i need you to start buying them birthday drinks not meals <laughs> y'all need to be eating tapas uh where are y'all eating because these are not cheap. I was like, well, we like fine dining. So I had already told Keith. I was like, so, okay, if I say, hey, it's just going to be a birthday drink, you already know why. Okay? <laughs> so, for the listeners, Ivanya and I, we, we're friends. We know one another, right? Uh, and uh, we like getting together and, and catching up and kikikiing and, and doing that over some, you know, a nice meal at a new restaurant. So, yes. uh, that's kind of the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's a business expense because we are business owners and we are talking every time we get together every so, time. and I mean that's like 90% of the conversation because it's a part of who, who all of us are right like this this is not entrepreneurship for play play like this is stuff that we are super passionate about um, whether it's fashion whether it's tech whether it's sustainability like we all um we all bring something different to the table and we're able to help one another and glean and um, pivot and, and get um, feedback and, and advice and 
And yeah, it, it, it dominates like 90% of our conversations. But, you know, having most definitely, you know, entrepreneurial friends are important because, you know, other friends of mine wouldn't have been won't won't be able to sit at a dinner table for two hours and listen to me, you know, uh, problem solve. And that goes to the building your tribe. As an entrepreneur, when you get started or whatnot, you know, in the beginning, as I always stress, you know, there's a lot of people there going to be like, well, why don't you just go get a job? And and that is when it's in the beginning where you're trying to build something out of nothing and just mm-hmm. out of the thoughts that are head. So it's really important to get a tribe of people that y'all can encourage support each other because every day is not going to be a good day. Every day you're not going to feel like it. And so days I'm, I've hit Tia before like, okay, can you tell me what, what I need to do to meditate? I pray, but I might need to throw some meditation in there today. Because uh, what you say, sit down and do what? What? I, I need to move side. I know. So, we all need it. Yeah. Yes. And so this would go towards, I mean, in this episode, a particular topic, as much as I wanted to share another entrepreneur's journey and let her give some feedback and insight on different things that she's doing in her business that I may not be doing or even may not have touched yet. But I will say in a conversation that we're having, as I always stress, this podcast is not about trying to be famous. This is just me being real authentic and sharing and hoping to get something from what I'm sharing of all the experience I've had and learned. And then the people I bring on the same thing. And this mm-hmm. part that we just had, goes to the building your tribe because entrepreneurship is the hardest thing I've ever done um, right up there with parenting so you really need to have and that tribe as you get in this journey as you're starting to build your business that's when you're connecting and networking with other entrepreneurs and y'all can support each other it's it's essential for you to have friends that are also entrepreneurs because here's the thing your friends who are not entrepreneurs, they don't get, they don't get this journey. They don't get some of the decisions that you have to make as an entrepreneur, right? It would be very simple for us to just go get a job, right? Um, It would be very simple to do that in other people's mind. But when you are born and bred to be an entrepreneur, you think a little bit differently. And you need to be surrounded by people who support that and encourage you, encourage you. Cause to your point, there are going to be days when you feel like, okay, I like the hell with this. I'm just ready to go and get a regular job. I just want to be a regular person because this see, is too my thing. I don't even want to go get a regular job. I'd be like, I want to retire period and, <laughs> well, um, live and life people, as my you know, job living a leisure let that be my job <laughs> yeah but you know some people don't have that reality you know bills need to get paid and yeah. you know mortgages need to get paid and, and it would just be easy to be like okay well let me go back into a marketing job right yeah um and, and you have people who are good their intentions are good but they don't understand the fabric that you are cut from the cloth that you're yeah. cut from that won't allow you to be okay with doing that, right? And then also, you know, entrepreneurs are different just in terms of relationships when it comes to supporting your brand and supporting your business as well. Like we have these conversations about support uh, support and what that looks like and how it's so important for you to be a champion for another business 
another yeah. brand, another founder, and how it's so important to do that. And a lot of times you find that camaraderie amongst other entrepreneurs, because again, yes. when folks are, are understand or they think like, okay, I go to work, I get my check, I go and I do this and I do that or whatever have you, you know, it's, it's easy to not be aware of how important a like is or yeah. a share or a yeah. purchase of those leggings, right? Or a download of an app. Right, because yeah. that's not necessarily where of, of yeah, like yeah. hey, I bought these leggings and they were amazing. Amazing, uh, the sharing of a referral, which is but to share, hey, I love this. The same way we yeah. share, you know, your brand or celebrities or whatnot that we don't. Girl, that's a whole nother conversation. So you can put me, <laughs> you can put me down for the panel for that conversation, right? Because. Rihanna just made 1.7 billion for Fenty yes. Beauty. Y'all will never right? get that album at this rate. So we we not getting the album. I just get I, you know I ain't even mad at her. The smart move is to keep doing what she's been doing because she wasn't making to a billion continue, during music. To continue doing what she's been doing. I mean, unless she's sitting on some tracks. I'm like, come on, Re. If you sitting on some tracks, come on, give us some music. But I digress to say that. The, pe- the, the, the reason why she was able to go from 1.7 billion was because Rihanna and specifically the Fenty brand itself really yeah. understood the importance of like niche marketing and the fact that black <clears throat> women were underrepresented in the um, beauty industry specifically with being able to find color shades and things of that yeah. sort. And people were sharing and people were liking and pe- I mean, I yeah. was up there talking about how Fenty was wonderful too, right? To be able to build her, her, her network in terms of that. But how many other, you know, small founders that, that we know just here in Atlanta that are doing the same thing or were doing something yeah. beforehand, right? right? Yeah. People want to be uh, associated and connected with the celebrity and, and, and the, the star power of that. Yeah. But we got some stars out here that are doing some really, really amazing things. And, and all it really takes is a like, a share, a discussion, yeah you know, a conversation, a a post about your experience to be able to start to get some of our founders to that 1.7 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. And yeah, you a hundred percent agree. Riri, I like Riri too. Uh, I'm not a makeup girl, so I actually don't have any fancy, but I'm I'm all supporting her lingerie for sure. But, (laughs) but I agree. She has, she already, had a platform with the music. The music is what got her for us to even know something else. So supporting it. Um, the other thing is she was also about being inclusive with her lingerie, makeup, with all the different shades. And now, and that wasn't trying to be now. Like, oh well, we got twenty five shades too now, or we got. <laughs> but it was always after. Other thing before uh, this is i mean like i said this is all about just an organic conversation with another founder who happens to be my friend but i flow like this with whoever is a founder at the end of the day if you're an entrepreneur we got something we can connect on but yes on that is even with the whole everybody last year started supporting black or started supporting women i've been about black women since i started my career that's one of our core values so my thing is 
all of a sudden you shouldn't want to support black and women. Like we should have been doing that because if you're a black and a woman, why would you not have wanted and taken the time to research, even if you're not researching every single thing to be about black women, but yeah. something instead of, oh my God, I don't know anything to buy from. You're not even trying, you know? Yeah, and, and mind you, we appreciate it because I know your numbers yes. went up, my numbers went up. Um, yes. <laughs> we appreciate yes. it, but it's the, it, 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 it is the truth. And I, I, I don't know, you know, maybe there's more, maybe, maybe there needs to be more podcasts and conversations around this particular topic in terms of what support looks like, right? Yeah. Um, and educating people on the importance of entrepreneurs to be able to have, um, you know, support and, and, yeah. And, and what that looks like, um, because I feel you, you know, uh, I, I, I remember a couple of times when people launched or whatever, when I launched in particular, people telling me, oh, you know, my, like some of my pieces were priced very, very high. But, you know, uh, educating folks in terms of slow fashion, how that affects not only the environment, but that affects being able to create jobs here in the U.S., so that exactly. people can get equal pay, um, so they can have access to, you know, um, you know, a livable wage um, and things of that sort. And, and why it was important to, to, to look at, you know, investing in a pair of $90 leggings versus a pair of $50 leggings, right? Or $90 leggings that's made in Vietnam versus $90 yeah. leggings that's made here in the U.S., right? I had to educate folks in regards to that. But in the same vein, you know, to I was going to say, but on the flip side, $88 leggings, people buy it. So listen, listen, and you, you, you on the gram taking pictures and Gucci belts, right? That's, that's $500 for a belt, you know, you know, so I think that, you know, us continuing to have the conversation in terms of why it's important to um, support and educating people outside of the founder community is yes. so important, right? And, and that's one of the things that I try to do with vertical is let people know that one, overproduction is toxic and it affects the, the environment from this standpoint, right? We're made here in the yeah. U.S., thus we're creating jobs, right? Investing, yeah. investing in quality that's made here in the U.S., because ultimately when you, it's made here in the U.S., those dollars circulate um, exactly. uh, more efficiently and, and, and within our own community more so than investing in getting product made overseas, which negatively has an effect on carbon emissions and things of that sort, right? So, you know, being able to to um, share my business and, and educate folks from that standpoint has really been the direction that um, I'm trying to take. And and people are learning in there and, and you know, they're, they're surprised in terms of what it is that they're hearing but it is helping people to want to, you know, look at where it is that their clothing is being made, um, you know, who, who is being made by, how to yeah. support, you know, Black-owned, female-owned, local-owned businesses, um, and et cetera. So, yeah. Great, because gotta... the other thing is also <laughs> by local and women, or not even if it's been on. But supporting local and knowing that at least the brand you're supporting, the values align. We're supporting brands that in fact, they have no person of one on their boards, their executive boards, in charge of anything. 
you're shopping with brands that you know nothing about internally, how they're treating their employees versus being able to support somebody local. Somebody that is taking care of a whole family as well as them. Exactly. Especially now that exactly. people are and starting like, to want that transparency. It's like, hey, let me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Because I mean, I mean, just think about it. You know, male-owned, you know, and nothing against men, right? Yeah. <laughs> but male-owned female products, right? It's yeah. like, er? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, please make that make sense to me. Please. But, you know, um, if anybody has an innovative idea, thought, I mean, and it helps the market. Great. That's wonderful. I'm just saying that there are women that are out here that are doing things um, on a local level who should probably have national and global platforms because they kick an ass and take names and, you know, being able to share and spotlight and, and help to circulate those dollars to help those founders, I think is like, it's, it's something I know you're passionate about. Yeah. It's something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I I, I want my team to win. So. Exactly. Um, and there's more than enough for everyone. So yeah, for it's, not even a, it's not even a thing of, well, you know, I can only support one. I can't, you know, it's just really about being supportive where you can. And doing things and everybody does their part as a collective. We're making, I mean, I'm doing my part buying 90% women and black out of everything I buy. Even when I'm shopping with other major retailers or, or other stores outside of us, 90% of my money is still going to or black or both. And so if yeah. we're all doing 10, 20% per person is going to make a bigger impact collectively as a It's the same with yeah. That is going to be better if we all doing our part like everything nothing you are you are exactly right and I mean people we talk about fast fashion and stuff like yeah there are going to be times when you you go to fast fashion or whatever have you but if you can start to make some changes and invested in investing in quality pieces um yeah. that last They're gonna last longer, longer one there you go. Then that is you that that is having a a positive impact on the environment, right? Yeah. I don't think that some of the fast fashion brands are going to go go anywhere. They are making, you know, efforts towards sustainability, which I think is great. But yeah. you, know, you start looking at smaller brands that make artisan quality materials and things of that sort and and investing in those knowing that they're going to last longer, right? Then yeah. that keeps more clothes out of landfills, yeah, um, and which thus helps the environment. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you can resist fast for trying. I personally don't. No shade to none of them, but I don't shop Forever Twenty One, H and M, or Zara, um, because I have other places I can go and get that same tank top or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's my personal thing. No shade to all y'all who do want to. I'm just saying overall, there's still so many alternatives. And sometimes we just don't want to be um, inconvenienced a little bit or mm-hmm. maybe just making a little bit more of a to go somewhere else. Yeah. 
You're Before right. we wrap up, of course, um, pretty soon time is flying. Uh, I would like <laughs> you to share um, a hit or two that you feel like would be beneficial for some. And I always say this is for new entrepreneurs, but technically, I mean, I just had a conversation with an entrepreneur the other day, and we we started. Girl, I might need to schedule lunch with you because you're saying some things right now, um, and you, I do need to do this, 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 and the other. So no matter where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, but I always say the beginners, because I know that was the one, the hardest part, at least for me, and the not knowing and being able to get feedback from people who've already been so you can make a little less mistakes. You're going to always make mistakes no matter how much mentoring coaching you're going to get, but you'll make less if you have a lot more advice and feedback from people who've already been there. Like, girl, no, don't don't even do that because (laughs) I did that and it was not like, don't spend $3,000. You know how many times your website going to change over the years? Let's stop. Don't spend so much money up front when you haven't even made a like slow pace it, baby. Yes. Um, make it make sense uh, yes. and figure out where to invest your dollars because in the beginning that's usually when you have the least amount of money so before you go and order you know um, all the inventory you see in LA, New York, wherever you're going to shop think about like okay do I even have any customers? We start this thing off slow, create a demand Basically. and on and so forth so kind of thing so I want you to share some uh, three nuggets I suppose what you feel like um, every entrepreneur should know, new or otherwise, that maybe either they need the reminder or maybe they just don't know. That was helpful to you. Okay, well, um, (laughs) I would say definitely find someone in the field that you're interested in that you can connect with and be able to ask questions of from time to time. And when I say and, you know, find someone, I mean, reach out to a few people, right? Because one thing people need to understand is that entrepreneurs, if they are spending time speaking or talking or mentoring you, and they are not where it is that they need to be, that's money that they're losing. Yeah. Right. So you're not always going to have access to an entrepreneur, yeah. especially if there's money on the table. Yeah. It just yeah. is what it is. It's not hard. It's not any hard feelings. Maybe that's number two. But find the mentor. But the two, don't get offended when you can't, you know, um, necessarily have when you don't necessarily have access to them the way um, that you would like. It's nothing personal. It's really, uh, it's really dollars and cents. Um, oh, and look, too. The other thing is, not one mentor is going to be your all end all to be all. Yeah, it's going to take multiple coaches. Too. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to take multiple coaches to be able to um, glean off of, right? Yes. Like, if, if you know how many coaches I have and I have girl, had, girl, don't even get me started. I just got a new one this week. You have to, but you have to invest in yourself, right? Yes. So I would say the third thing is, is investing in yourself, right? Yeah. And so Specifically, you know, because sometimes you have to be um, uh, cognizant of the coaching business as well, because 
people will sell you on things and packages and stuff or whatever. So like once you do your research and you do your vetting and you start having the conversations with folks or whatever have you, and you've identified an area where you can um, build in your business and, and strengthen, find a coach to be able to help you in that area. So yeah. for instance, I'm fundraising, right? So I've had a pitch coach or yeah. fundraising coach that I've gone to, right? I've had a business growth um, mentor or uh, coach that I've I, I hired, right? I've had yeah. a coach to be able to help me. I just finished doing a complete branding haul, right? And mm. retaining somebody not to go and just do my stuff, but yeah. to do mapping to be able to help me to identify what direction I want to take my brand visually moving forward. Yeah. So understanding that, um, you know, finding mentors, finding coaching to be able to help you with the vision of your business and your brand is an investment that you can make that you'll always have with you. Right. So then when you start having these conversations with, um, graphic designers or you start wanting to get PR, you still start wanting to do digital ads or whatever have you, or whatever kind of coaching that you have or whatever. Usually that coaching platform helps to prepare you to have those conversations with those said people. As opposed to having a conversation with folks and it's like putting the cart before the horse. You're like, okay, I know I need a website okay, I know I need a fundraise. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. But not necessarily asking the question why, yeah, how, and what's necessary. Like yeah. those two are the three top questions to ask yourself as an entrepreneur. So why, how, and what's necessary? What's necessary is probably the number one question. <laughs> but you got to ask why before you start asking what's necessary. Yes. So. Love that and um a hundred percent agree. And you know, just like you said, there are coaches in different areas of your life. I mean, because I the conversation I just had with a stylist, I she took me out actually for brunch because she wanted some of my time for advice. And her thing was mm-hmm. the first thing she had to really get over was her mindset about her worth and what she deserved, and that was holding her back in her business. So mm-hmm. she got somebody to help her just on her mindset. Like there's so many different areas of your business that you would need help with, whether that be the money, the sales, the marketing, the mindset, the strategy on how you're going to make it all happen, the systems and the processes that may not always, I guarantee you, most likely it will never always be just one person with all of that for you. Yeah. Yep. And I've had a mindset coach too. And I, and I'm a meditation instructor y'all. So, you know, um, I feel like every coach needs a coach. Yes, yes. And mindset is so important because that is what is going to be your your lead on how you move. Like if your mind's not right, it's going to be hard to get anything else right. It is. And it, it's what really keeps you going. Yeah. Because um, even, I, I, you know, even the, I'm pretty much sure Rihanna's had periods of being like, I, like, listen, yeah. let me go book a plane somewhere before I quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because trust, the more money, the more problems in regards to like, there's just more to deal with, more people to deal with, more, you more know, to a review. A risk. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get easier. So, more to manage. You know. So, yeah. Exactly. So, 
But and we all still only have that 24 hours in a day. I mean, you, you're dealing with a lot of people that are helping you, but you also got to manage all these people to make sure they all doing their part. And one, making sure they're not robbing you behind your back because there's just so much going on. So yeah. that, she's at a different level. And I would say that with entrepreneurship, you know, when I first got started, it was totally different than where I'm at now. When I first got started, it was like, okay, I'm just trying to be in business. Can I get some sales from anybody? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, go to a million dollars once I done got to where it was beginning where I was just like okay I'm just trying to make 50 then I'm just trying to make 100 you know now it's like okay how can I create jobs leave impact create legacy it's a totally different mindset than when I first started so it's a process and we're all in different processes of our businesses but just understanding that it is a process yeah definitely all the way up yes all the way up Thank you again, Tia, for joining us Um, today. I'm going to share the episode uh, as soon as we get off. And then I'm going to post it um, all this, uh, the rest of this week and next next episode. Of course, y'all can listen to past episodes. If you like it, please like and share and comment. If you want to ask questions, uh, once I make the post, comment under it and um, we'll make sure we get back to you. And I thank y'all for tuning in again. Tia for your time. I appreciate you and I love you. I love you too, boo. All right. I'll holler at you later. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.